Anyway, welcome to Tips of Theology, where investing is easy. This is a secret. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to take some notes. Take some notes. Grab some pen and grab some paper. Because I've been trying to invest for years. I can't tell you how much money I've lost in the market. Yeah, but it's a lot. Especially last year. I bet it's a lot. <laughs> Especially <laughs> last year. It's embarrassing. Anyway, here's what I've learned from uh, three months of investing. Okay. Okay. Buy low. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And sell high. Idiot. <laughs> That's it. I could have been doing that this whole time. Uh, you know. Are you sitting taller than me? Should I? Should I? I know. Up? Well, I am taller than you. Hold on, not not for long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Let me lower myself. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah. Well, you know they say you this say feels being, better. Being humble. Mm-hmm. It's not thinking. Uh, less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less and so just the 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 practical here is just you know w- would paul prefer that i sit you know lower probably but well, see, i'm just going to t- I, I was thinking about i was thinking about you the whole time <laughs> okay i was like i think thomas would want me to sit taller than him yeah maybe well you know okay well i got a question for you sure 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 i was going through like what am i gonna wear because you know that's what everybody goes through I- and I was like, how yeah, much yeah. of a youth pastor can I look like, um, like a European youth pastor? So obviously the tie, it's a little, it's a little much. <laughs> I don't think your shirt's tight enough to be a European youth pastor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you up until you get to uh, like the tennis shoes and the pants. So I got, I got my tennis shoes here. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and my, it's like it's it's high. Yeah, it's high and it's tight. I did the so, uh, I did the extra cuff too. Oh, wow. okay, wow. So Actually, I got these little fish level. socks on, too. I don't even have any right to be talking about this. You, you've clearly beaten me. Well, I have to cuff all my pants. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. It's, like, impossible to find ones that fit properly. Really? Yeah, I gotta, like, ask them to go in the back and check. <laughs> like, Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. I, they're, always, they're just a little too long. I've never had a problem with that. Yeah, because you're, like, the extra two inches that I need. Well, yeah, but I mean, also known as Don't average. take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's also like, you know, just average. I'm average. And you know, that's what they call me. They call me Average Tom. That's true. So, you know. speaking of all these people wondering, Average Tom over here is my brother. <laughs> no, I'm Trey. Yeah, he's Trey. Um, I'm Trey. He's never not been Trey. That's right. There's no way. At least as far as we're aware. There's, I, I may, I mean, you know, I, I always thought we were brotherly, but. You yeah. Know. Did I ever tell you about my brother, Trey? No. No. Well, Trey is who you are. My my brother is Thomas. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he's a he's a really good friend, one of my dearest friends. Trey, uh, he's my brother. No, I'm Trey. You're Trey. My brother Thomas. Okay, got it. Yeah, he's a very good friend. Um, he's a very well thought, very thoughtful person. Sounds like an idiot. Yeah, he is. He's very naive. He probably lost a lot of money in the market. He buys, especially last year. He buys high and sells low, <laughs> especially last year. <laughs> He's got a special talent. He lost money in twenty twenty. <laughs> well, you know, he strikes me as the kind of guy who thinks he's being honorable, but really he's yeah. just getting screwed. Yeah, he got scared when Dogecoin started going up. He's like, "Oh, I gotta sell." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite understand. He thinks he thinks the market's like golf. You know, the lower the number, the better. <laughs> I'm sure he was relieved when uh, Dogecoin went down because of Elon Musk. It was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> I almost made money there. 
<laughs> but anyway, today we're going to be talking about... Hold on, I should have been ready for this. The resolution is... Individuality is incompatible with a meaningful relationship with God. Wow, that's a mouthful. That is a big old statement, and I'm curious about that. But anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about, but we wanted to drink cider today. We got the cider boys. So why why did you choose cider? Well, because I was I was asking my um I was asking my brother Thomas. I was like, Thomas, what do you think we should drink today? Yeah. And he's like, Is I he think a connoisseur? No, he doesn't drink at all, really. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, I think you and Trey should drink uh ciders today. That's like that's like giving uh, you know, like the Russians, uh, the information to our nuclear code. Yeah, like, what do you think we should do with this? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to misuse it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> it's like asking your neighbor, like, I've got this brand new lawnmower, and I noticed you don't have one. Do you, what do you think I should do with my lawnmower? <laughs> oh, give it to me, leave it in my garage. <laughs> like, All right. Well, that's what you say. If you think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, taking investment in, in tips from Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, I'm making money on my investments. What should I do? You should oh. sell immediately. <laughs> there's no way. There's nowhere good that leads. No, uh, the root of the root of all evil is money. So yes. So the less you have, the better. Yeah, right. And if it, if it lands in my pocket, you, you know, whatever. Honestly, he went to he went to Vegas and gambled uh, a weekend, and uh, he had a horrible time. He really? made he made like two grand. <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> like, he just kept winning. <laughs> like, did he put it in a Dogecoin? What did he? He do never that? walked away. He was like, I I am not walking away because I want to lose it. He never lost oh, it. Oh oh, so he's just like just. But yeah. how do you? But, but you know the house always wins. Did he break the rule uh, somehow? <laughs> they must have caught on. Like oh, th- we can't let. They're like this guy wants to make. He wants to lose money. <laughs> we should make sure he walks away with something. Ah, <laughs> they reverse psychology. They did. They okay. did. Okay. Both people were upset. <laughs> 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 so what did he do with the money? Oh, he, uh, I don't know what he did with it. I, I, this is the first time I've ever heard this story. <laughs> I don't know what he did. I made it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got the Cider Boys. <laughs> Grand Mimosa. And it actually says Cider Boys. Yeah. This makes me think, like, good old boys and, <laughs> uh, and cream soda. Yeah, it does a little bit, actually. That's actually kind of fun. It's apple orange hard cider. I've never had this before. I don't really drink ciders that often. I enjoy them, but I don't drink them very often. Well, I, yeah, and I i mean, I drink them all the time because my name is Trey. I don't think Trey drinks ciders. <laughs> well, I definitely uh, am not Thomas. Obviously, yeah, you're that's, Trey. That's why I know so much about Trey. I mean, about Thomas. I mean, oh, shoot. Darn it. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm excited to have these. I saw that these were on tap at a, a local brewery here, and then I was at the old local store, and I was like, "Huh, they're right there too." <laughs> Might as well make it easy on myself. Not supporting local business. Well, I was trying to. It was still a local business. It's a local chain. <laughs> <laughs> it was a local franchise. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's it's better that way. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sure you guys are wondering, like, what about the shots? Well, we already did them. We did. And if you want to see what we did, you got to go on Patreon for that, because <laughs> that's where they're at. It was actually pretty fun. We walked through what we did. It was a good old, it was a good There's old some, time. some pretty action shots there, too. Oops. Yeah, it was. You'd think I'd know how to open one of these up. <laughs> so, it's tough. 
do, what do you do with caps? Do you just throw them away? Some people collect them. Some people make like necklaces. I toss them. Okay. I respect it. This is like I don't I don't want them. And so, uh, I guess we'll. I'll know. pour for you. I'll pour for you. Well, I think we're gonna do the cheers. Oh, after we pour them. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You know, so I wanted to tell you the story, Trey. Um, I'm listening. Back in back in Ohio, my brother and I shared an apartment for a while, and uh, this was back before we were of legal age. We're like, you know, it'd be cool if we owned like these like classic pint it's like this so we went to walmart and found these and bought them <laughs> and uh we drank like root beer out of them but i've always i've always thought like it'd be kind of fun to like bring these back and drink with my boy again maybe one day that'll happen maybe maybe you know but here's open i uh i forgot i mean thomas forgot that these were purchased uh that that many moons ago it was many a moon how many is it? Is there supposed to be like a new moon a month kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I feel like it's not true, but no, there is. You can is look at the calendar. Huh. Cheers! Cheers! I actually like it. That's pretty good. The orange kind of adds like a nice little. It actually makes it like a little sour. Mm. And I um. It's not like it's like a sour apple with the citrus yeah. with the citrus, and so the infusion is uh, actually really pleasant. And because yeah, it I, is. I I think I like ciders because I can't really taste the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I just don't know what it is. I just I just don't like alcohol. You know, in a weird way, the aftertaste I really get the apple cider vibe, mm-hmm. but coming in like the the first the first you know take in is. Definitely the orange citrus. Yeah. So it's actually true. pretty well rounded. Yeah, the aftertaste, you really do get a lot of apple, which is really nice. Good old boy. I, the good old cider boys. <laughs> They've done it again. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, what are the cider boys' names? <laughs> like Chet and uh it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. They're the cider boys. They're the cider boys. <laughs> they're like they've struck again. <laughs> <laughs> Two young whippers snappers. Robbing local gas stations. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a crime. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they do. It's cider boys. <laughs> they're off the chain. <laughs> no telling. But yeah, so I've had like Angry Orchard before and Strongbow. I actually like Strongbow more than Angry Orchard, but I know like a lot of people go to Angry Orchard. For me, it's just too sweet. This is like a perfect balance of like that sweet and bitter. Yeah. It just evens out really nice. Yeah, I'm actually a fan of this. Although my uh my personal yeah. uh my personal conviction on this mm. is that uh if you Drink it fast, you'll drink it cold. Because if you drink it warm, it's a bad, it's a bad time. Yeah. So if I if you see mine lower, it's not because you're talking more. It's because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get this down before it gets bad. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good rule of thumb too. We should uh we should make that part of our like tipsy theology like Ten Commandments. <laughs> that's a good idea. Actually, that'd be pretty great. Good Patreon. Thing. Yeah. You guys on Patreon, you know, let us know. Hit us up. Some... Or not on Patreon. Should we have a should we have the, the Let's open it up. IG. Ten Commandments. Instagram. What are Tip your theology Ten Commandments? Yeah. What are your recommendations for our Ten Commandments? Right. We're obviously, gonna come up with some. But... Obviously lower lower than the actual Ten Commandments, but Yeah, it's uh Ten not rules? the actual the Ten Rules or I'm um, Commandments, I mean 
it's a little it's a little heretical, and that's kind of what we're about. <laughs> like slight heresy. <laughs> well, speaking of heresy, let's talk about individualism. Yes, of course. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know you know Thomas pretty well. I'd say I'd, I'd say I know the lad. Yeah, you know him pretty well. What, what do you think are his thoughts about alcohol in general? Um, I think. I mean, Thomas thinks. Yeah. All right, let's cut the chase. You think Thomas thinks. We'll, we'll cut the chase. <laughs> I think alcohol is um, obviously something that our Lord and Savior drank. Yeah. Along with a lot of other respected members of the New and Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, me being a traditionalist, mm-hmm. I look at that and I say, okay, well, they're doing it. And so it means something. And at the same time, there's a lot of scripture that explains how bad it can be, especially for people in authority to yeah. overindulge, for people in authority to not be sober-minded. So I think it's one of those things where just like sex, right, it's a gift <clears throat> and it has to be held within certain constraints because when it's abused, it's problematic for ourselves mm-hmm. and problematic for our relationship with God and uh, and our, our goal should be to honor him with all that we do so so you're to summarize that it'd be like yes it's okay in moderation yeah that's fair that's fair yeah that's a good answer I like that thanks I'm here all day right on <laughs> true that <laughs> oh boy here we go <laughs> but anyway let me ask th- you this sure um, what is individualism? Yeah, so I'll let you, I'll say, and it's funny, even reading the, uh, the thesis statement, thesis statement. The resolution. The resolution. Yeah. Um, the first thought I have, which is funny, I think it's just because of how that word has been used a lot lately. Okay. Is my first thought is I think of, like, oh, um, People talk about, like, Western culture. So my mind instantly goes there, and I've got to, like, bring it back. Okay. Because people are always like, oh, Western culture, individual, individualist. Every other culture, communalist, not communalist. Yeah, Whatever. where it's more of, like, a hive sort of thing. Like, yeah. Everyone has a men- more of a mentality to let's help the community as opposed to yeah, more, Western, yeah. where it's maybe a little more self-directed. Yeah. Let me help me. So that's where my mind first goes when I think of indi- individuality, which I don't think is necessarily... A- you know, off the beat, off the the topic at all. Um, so when I think of that individuality, I think of okay, what, um, what identifies you as a person in particular? Individuality is like okay, how do I, um, make myself a known person or a known thing, an individual, and separate myself from everyone else? Yeah. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people who would say— I shouldn't say separate, but, like, set myself apart from everyone else. Yeah, well, what makes you unique? Yeah. <clears throat> I, there are a lot of people who would say individualism is the pursuit of self. Um, or they mm-hmm. would say something along the lines of it's it's identifying what makes me unique, mm-hmm. what makes me different. Um, it's exploring myself, my trauma, my individual characteristics that make me unique. Yeah. And how does it relate to the to the uh, enneagram? That's that's a common thing too. People say that. 
Well, I mean, everyone says the person. Everyone loves the personality test. So, uh, which m- always makes me laugh such because a four. <laughs> such a four thing to say. Oh, what a nine! Am you I know, right? As an eight, uh, <laughs> uh, wing eight. Sorry. Right. Ugh. Um, it's kind of funny because I love that everyone looks to personality tests to be like, oh, look, I'm unique because this is my specific personality test. When you share that with millions of other people. <laughs> you it's among like, 8,000 people have also answered these questions in the exact same order. And let me separate myself from everyone else, set myself apart by putting myself into a very specific box. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing that I, I, I laugh at is like, and, you know, granted, there's, okay, there, there are professionals in psychology who say yeah. that these personality tests are about 20% accurate. <laughs> I didn't know they were that low. <laughs> they're they're extremely low, and and that is that is real data. I'm not surprised either. <laughs> but but the funny thing is, for the longest time, the Enneagram, the golden rule was you have a primary and you have a secondary usually, and the secondary is only an adjacent number. Yeah, but that's changed. Are it's, you serious? It's no longer that way. When did that you, change? If you well, if you talk to anybody who loves the uh, loves the Enneagram, they're gonna say. Well, I'm a nine, but when I'm unhealthy, I'm really a four. Okay, I've heard that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing I've heard when it's like, okay, so if you're like a seven, um, if you're in a negative place, then you're the complete opposite of that. Right. Yeah. And- Which is like, ah, it just seems like maybe you're just the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're just a person. You're a little you're a little complex. Maybe the, yeah. the Enneagram for all the, the good and bad it can do. You know, putting yourself into a box, that's a problem. Um, yeah. Maybe use it as just a as a, a waypoint, right? As a checkpoint to yeah. understanding yourself, which is important. We, won't, we, we need to understand ourselves. But getting back to individualism, mm-hmm. um, it's important. I'm going to say that in four. I'm glad you stopped me because I was going to go a whole rant about it. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of things that are harsh. But the first thing I want to get out of the way and at least acknowledge is that uh, understanding yourself, your core being, what you feel, how you feel, what you think, why you think it, mm-hmm. that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't matter either. Okay. So my whole thing about individualism, when we use the word individualism, we also have to compare it with the whole resolution, right? Yeah. So individualism, that were the, high, the highlights. Individualism, you have incompatible, mm-hmm. meaningful relationship with God. So individual individualism we identified as something it's the pursuit of self, right? Mm-hmm. It's the identifying, understanding ourselves. Doesn't seem like a bad thing. And then you see the words incompatible, which basically mm-hmm. means these two things collide. They don't work together. They're actually forces working against each other. Mm-hmm. And you gotta understand that. Uh which seems a little harsh. And then meaningful relationship with God, which is to say that how val- it w- when you pursue your individualism, mm-hmm. it's actually going to tarnish or corrupt or prevent you from having a meaningful relationship with God, which is a valuable relationship that you actually obtain helpful information that's going to transform your life, transform your body, transform your soul to be more like him. So, okay, uh, it seems like a little ridiculous, hmm. right? It seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, my mind's jumping a ton of different directions with it too. Right. Okay. So yeah, we we got to spend some time on the word individualism and how mm-hmm. it's used in this context. 
So, yeah, so define, but, I would say, so define inside of that what, what specifically you mean. So you said the pursuit of self. Um, are you saying hard and fast, that's just, that's the definition of individual and that's incompatible, that pursuit's incompatible with a meaningful relationship with God? Or there's an asset, like an aspect of it that's incompatible? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, really what, what the resolution is trying to articulate is that when you are pursuing yourself, that means that your focus mm-hmm. is inward. And truthfully, we live in a consumeristic society, a consumeristic world. Yeah. We live in a world that is wholly focused on obtaining the, the uh, living your best life. Yeah. And some people might disagree and saying we need to encourage those things. I think there are a lot of people who would say that, like, we're not there, but we should be, or, uh, or my camp, which is saying we're there and we shouldn't be. Uh, because, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, and if you, if you, if, if you ever see commercials still, you're going to be seeing like uh, uh, beauty ads where they're like, hey, you know, you should do what you want to and you should be able to be you and wear these weird clothes. <laughs> I always love when it's like, yeah, you should be you by buying our stuff <laughs> that we're telling you yeah, to. We're going to help you get to where you are, should be. By helping us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And that's yeah. the consumerism. But It's um, a weird marketing play. But, I mean, with that, too, that jumps into different areas of, like, relative truth. Which is really what that means. Live your best life is saying that truth is relative and you do what you got to do. I'll do what I got to do. They'll do what they got to do. That's true. And so I know for me, um, understand there might be a little bit of an echo chamber, which that's <laughs> what we have today. Um, I, I'm completely on board with absolute truth. I don't believe in relative truth. I don't think anyone in their right mind actually believes in relative truth. When you really walk it out, no one actually believes it. Well, I mean, if you believe in a God, mm-hmm. then you have to believe in objective truth. I think if you believe in people living together in any kind of community, you believe in absolute truth. Right. And I, I think where it gets sticky for a lot of people is they'll say, sure, I believe in absolute truth or objective truth, and I believe in a God, but try to tell me what that is. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say if you believe in God, you believe in objective truth, because I know there are people who believe one but not the other. Sure. You have to acknowledge that. Uh, if there is a God, that means to some degree there's creation, right? Mm-hmm. Evolution, you know, young earth, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, if if you believe that there's a God who is in control or at least is a part of our realm, that means that God has established some form of order. Mm-hmm. And if you say that God hasn't created order or hasn't created anything— well, then is it really a God? You know, is it yeah. really? And if, you, if, you're identi- if you're identifying God as a superior being, well, then why is, it, why is that person worthy of your worship? Yeah. If, if, he, if he didn't, well, I think we if can... he didn't put anything into place, if he's, just, if he's just better than you, then like, well, you're better than me, so I should mm-hmm. just worship you, right? The, the logic can yeah. get really, really messy. I think, cause I think that's kind of where I go to with the absolute truth is ob- objective by any means as well is also with the idea that, like you said, whether you believe in whatever it may be, we recognize systems in yeah. the way the universe works. 
we recognize like you know, it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you're on in any way. You recognize that there's a certain order to things that work a certain way, you know. And I feel like to, to deny that's not even denying science; it's denying, it's denying existence. <laughs> like like there's an order to life, right? And I think regardless what you believe in, whether it's you believe in that order, that's recognizing that there is an objective side to life, in that it works a certain way. And so, so that that's kind of where I come to with the, yeah, absolute truth side. Yeah. So if you believe in God, then you really got to consider why you don't believe in absolute truth, if that's where you stand. Yeah. But if you believe in God and you believe in objective truth or absolute truth, I guess. Uh, Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, then you're at least you're at least somewhere. And now, and this is where I want to introduce a song from Fleet Foxes. I'm not going to yeah. play it. Maybe maybe we'll play it in the track or whatever. But uh it is called helplessness blues and full disclosure which i hate disclosures by the way <laughs> that's a different podcast yes we'll get to but that but i'd love to do that one we'll get to that one so um <laughs> full disclosure so though i hate it but i say it uh this whole song is about do as it, i say not as i do <laughs> it, yeah. the whole song is about not knowing what truth to believe in but knowing that it exists right okay so it's it's really good for a seeker because the opening lines are like this. They say, I was raised up believing that I was somehow unique, a snowflake, unique among snowflakes in each way that you could see. But now, after some thinking, I find that I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machinery serving hmm. something greater than me. And that is the most profound set of lyrics that, that I've heard in a long time. Because... It's the full acknowledgement that hmm. I am pursuing myself and realizing, like, I'm, I'm thinking that I thought that I was kind of all that mattered. And then mm -hmm. once I pursued that and I and I went, I gathered people around me that were yes people and agreed with everything I said, I realized it was ultimately unfulfilling. Yeah. And ultimately, I wasn't happy. And not only that, I realized that I am not the center of my universe. Hmm. I'm really not. Hmm. I'm so insignificant. And that's a good place to be. It might sound demeaning, but it's actually yeah. a, a great place to start. Yeah. Because then you're saying, I would rather just be a part of something greater than myself. I'm serving something much better than me. And people without knowing it do this all the time. That's hmm. why you see that's why you see hmm. riots. That's why you see people gathering for certain causes because everyone wants something to fight for. Yeah. Something that they can they can hope and cling to. If all you have is yourself, there's no hope. And you know there's no hope. And that's why you see people who struggle with depression as mm -hmm. badly as they as they do. Uh, and and granted, there are a lot of people who uh, who have legitimate like mental breakdown mm -hmm. and that have uh, have a serious medical need. And um, and to to some degree, I think this is a big part of it. Uh, and that's a really big that's a really big and bold claim. Yeah. Especially to people who actually deal with this stuff, which I don't. So you have to give me uh, uh, some grace mm -hmm. if if I'm misunderstanding or if I'm if I'm miscategorizing this. But I think yeah, this is an avenue to go down, but I think overall with the broad broad brushstroke which I love to paint with. <laughs> I think that is true. It's like we as people, you know, we see God created us to work. We want a challenge. We want work. And when we don't have that or what we're working with is unfulfilling, 
we start finding something to fulfill us. Right, because that's how we were created. Yeah. We were created to serve something beyond us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think to continue that, that's, so that's, that's, the, that's the individualism parade coming yeah. to a halt, saying, you know, I, I thought I was unique and special, and that's what I pursued, but I realized that it's really not that meaningful at the end of the day. Hmm. I think that's even a point, too, of, of recognizing what, is meaningful for you. And I think that's what's, that's what's kind of weird. And maybe the nuance to some of this too, is like, there is the complexity in recognizing that (laughs) what makes you unique is that you're not unique. (laughs) You know, what makes you an individual is that you're not a specific individual. And, and and to make, I guess to throw like an example onto that would be like entrepreneurism, which is like a huge buzz phrase, buzz term right now that everyone seems like, We've elevated it to such a level of, oh yes, you want to be an entrepreneur. If you want to make, if you want to make money, you have to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like, maybe it's investing now, but either way, it's like everyone's like, oh cool. Well, I don't have an idea. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like there's people like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just go do it. But it's like that's great to say to an entrepreneur, <laughs> like to someone who does that. But most people aren't that. Most people don't find that kind of life fulfilling. Most people don't find any comfort or anything from that. And so it's like it's bad advice to those people. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it goes to that point of we've had such a search for, because it, it's such a prominent thing of like you need to become the individual, become like the best that you can for yourself. And we think that that is becoming as isolated an individual as we can. When, like you said in the song, even it's like, a lot of times it's recognizing that it's like, oh, no, you're the best, the most fulfilling place you can be, the best place you can serve is being a cog in the system. Which, I mean, to use that language is a little rough because I'm also a bureaucrat, right? I, I, I realize saying that sounds harsh probably, but, but I don't mean it that way. <laughs> it's much different than working for an organization, right? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an actual relationship that God offers us, and we can yeah. be a part of that. And it's so much bigger because... One, it's a perfect leader, and mm-hmm. he's giving us so much patience and so much grace because we keep messing up. Yeah. <laughs> so there is this moment. If there's one thing I'm qualified for, it's messing up <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> you need someone to, to constantly fail? You've got the right guy. I'm your man. <laughs> I'll you know, do it better than anyone. <laughs> you want someone who fails forward? Why well, I can fail. <laughs> and that's a place to start. <laughs> Well, so there's this moment, and I've had a a long epilogue with worship music in my life. Yeah. (laughs) And I I tend to be in the camp of not really favorable. I'm just not always very fond of it. And there's a lot—I guess there's a lot of reasons that go into it. You're in a a friendly company right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it can be uplifting, but sometimes I I can feel like it's—they're just trying to pull emotion out of me, which I'm not— naturally very very emotional mm-hmm. that's not what what really gets me going yeah um, and I, I see emotion as more of a byproduct but yeah. um essentially we're in this moment at this at our church my wife and i are at a church and uh it's it's the it's the very impactful point in worship where eyes are closed hands are lifted and everyone is just there's some people crying in the background some people like laughing or whatever and uh, you know the the synth is in there. The, the drums are low, and and then and then I think, God, 
are you misunderstood? <laughs> Dang. Like, do, are we not getting it? Hmm. Because it's, it, and if, if you ask somebody, who is God or what is God? You know, at least nowadays, the most common answer is, well, God is love. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you sure there isn't anything more you want to add to that list? Like, do you do you know who? <laughs> do you think this, he's that simple? Like, do you know who this guy is? Hmm. And I say guy, but like, do, do you do you understand who it is you're committing your devotion to? Hmm. This is somebody who created the cosmos. This is somebody who who saw kings rise and fall. This mm -hmm. is somebody who was actively involved in all of history, depending on what you on what you believe. You know, a global flood, creation. This mm -hmm. is somebody who has made things happen. And you know what has happened in all the Old Testament? J just take the Israelite you know, uh, yeah. community or the, the nation uh, and then turned into Judah and all this stuff that happened to them. Every single time, not only did God say, I'm the one in charge here and you need to do what I say. Hmm. And, and people might say, well, that's, that, that's the harsh God of the Old Testament. It's the same guy. Mm -hmm. This is the same person, and it's not a bad thing because right. you have to understand where we stand before him. He created everything. He, he created us with a purpose and a goal and a mission, mm -hmm. and when we don't do what he has asked us to do, there's a problem. We're not fulfilled because we weren't created to do what he hasn't told us to do. Mm. Mm. We, were, we were created to do what he wants us to, you know? Yeah. And, and when we're not doing those things, it becomes really problematic for us. Mm. Because it's counter to what he's made for us. Yeah. So if we step outside of what we are created to do, then we're going to malfunction. Mm. We're not going to be doing a great job. It's like it's like this. Uh, mm. Think of the, the company Apple, right? Which stocks are doing very well, by the way. <laughs> it, nice. So think of Apple, right? Let's yeah. say they got a new shipment of the brand new iPhone, whichever number it is these days. <laughs> and uh, something goes wrong, and it drops right it just it just hits the ground and you know it was on the forklift and it dropped and all the phones in this in this crate are destroyed mm. they're ruined they 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 they're not doing what they ought to do they're, mm -hmm. they're cracked or the the motherboard is messed up sure um that's us that's us and it's not god's fault because god said hey here's the rules do this and there's a problem and you know what we did because we were, we were deceived, mm -hmm. but we ultimately made the decision to do yeah. what God told us not to do. And we did it. So we're like these broken iPhones. And, uh, and you, you know what the most efficient thing for Apple to do? It's just throw them out. Let's just, yeah. let's just get a new shipment. Really, that, that's the most effective, efficient thing to do. But we have a God who put value on our life. He put mm. value on... <laughs> Think about the cosmos. Think about the, think about the stars. Think about the earth, the complexity of the earth. We're finding something new about the earth every single day. A mm -hmm. new species. We're finding, you know, only the, the ocean. It's like only 5% has been explored. Mm -hmm. Do you know how little that is? Do you know how small this planet's becoming? Well, also recognizing that it's like, what, 70% of the earth is water. <laughs> right. And we've barely even explored that. Well, And that's the thing. And we're still finding stuff on land that's new to us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, every single day. And so we're finding that as the world is shrinking, the cosmos is expanding. Yeah. And we, in comparison to the rest of creation, are less than a grain of sand on the largest beach. Mm -hmm. We are so insignificant. But God put value on our life. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And so instead of just throwing out the iPhones, which would probably be the, the, the best decision if you're trying to make an economic decision. And on top, they wouldn't be wrong to do that. Right. Uh, you know, let, let, in, this, in this situation, they're, they're going to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to repair these iPhones so that they can be used. Mm-hmm. The consumer, maybe a discount price, I don't know. But we're going we're gonna to refurbish these iPhones so that they can be used. That is the the most the least cost effective route you can choose, for, especially yeah. for a company as large as as Apple. And you know what God does? He does the same thing, and it costs him a whole a, a heck of a whole lot more. Yeah. Than just a couple extra bucks, right? It cost him a it cost him a lot a lot more. Mm-hmm. And he did it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we're great. That means that he's great, and mm-hmm. that why the heck would you do that? Well, because he wanted to. You know, he created us yeah. for a purpose. He made us. He made us in his image, and so, really, the point that I'm yeah. getting to here is that what's most important for us to identify who we are and how we feel, or to get in line with what he's made us to be, and to get in line with what he thinks of things. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? No, I I agree. <laughs> that's that's the main thing. Uh, it, it's funny. It's like I can go on a little tangent here of like. The me-centered worship is what I call it. Uh, I think I said that in another episode, probably several other episodes. But it's like that's that's the one thing that frustrates me a little bit. I don't think inherently there's anything wrong with a part of that. But it's like how how many worship songs, and this is where I kind of fall in line with that. It's like I, I'm, I'm picking on worship music for this purpose of it to make your point. Um, it's like how many songs are there that say, oh, God's great because he redeemed me. Um, I was feeling bad, and then God made me feel good. And it's like, it's all about you. <laughs> That's all you're talking about. You're sitting there singing songs, raising your hands with this beautiful synth behind it, talking about yourself. And I think that's where, maybe I, now I'm starting to understand your statement a little bit better, too. Your statement. The individuality is incompatible. Mm. It's like, maybe that's part of it, because we're, we're, basically um pulling ourselves out of this sea of things to talk about ourselves in front of god <laughs> right it, it we're, we're we're that person in the friend group who likes to just talk about themselves as much as they can you know you're going to talk about your day it's like yeah well i had a crazy day today too Have you, you know ever- you know what's funny you know <laughs> you said you had a tough day my day today right. <laughs> it, the it reminded me of a day i had once <laughs> <laughs> the best experience i remember having is and I, I, I'm sure God experiences this tenfold, right? <laughs> is is the time when you, you, you've been working full-time for a, a while, and then you have, like, a high school graduate or a college graduate who starts the workforce, and like, oh, I'm so tired, you know? It's just been, like, a long 40 hours. Like, yeah, I've been working 60 hours a week for, like, three years. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I have four kids and a wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, to, to, like you're like, wow, you, you just, you're so young, and inexperience that this is a big deal to you, which yeah. which it is, and and you know something that in psychology that any emotion it should be validated, and that's mm-hmm. true, but that doesn't mean it should be agreed with, and so right. there's there's a huge emphasis on on uh, uh, like emotional health, and mm-hmm. there should be because we're broken people and we need yeah. help, and we need to be understand ourselves, and we need to. Uh, be able to acknowledge how we feel about things, and we need to know that mm-hmm. our hurt should be validated and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, that hurt you," and and that's enough, you know. Yeah. Um, sure, there are, there may be starving kids in the world, but the fact that a forty hour work week is hard for you, 
that that you know stopped the comparison. That's a big deal mm-hmm. for you, and it should be a big deal for yeah. you. And I should be able to to help you, and I should be able to encourage you through your personal struggles because where you are mm-hmm. is worth validating, especially for for me. And 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 God does it for us. Yeah. Even though he doesn't have to, and, and probably it's not effect, not efficient or effective. Uh, and I it's not 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 effective. It's inefficient to do that, but yeah. he does it. And well, I mean, so yeah, with that, I, I, I'll I'll say on the validation point, I think that's that's really big and that's that's really good. But to, yeah, to take a step because I've I heard someone recently talk about their feelings as truth. Hmm. I, I was it was another podcast I was listening to. And they were talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I had a lot of truth truths the other day or something like that. And I was like, talking about how you feel, <laughs> like again, like you said, I think it's very important to. It's a big deal that someone feels a certain way. That's that's a valid. It's a valid feeling. There's no feeling that's invalid and it shouldn't be made to feel invalid. Um, the way the way I've I've, the example I've given with this a lot of times is. It's someone who says something, like I say something to you and you get offended. Um, you feeling offended by what I said is valid. You're allowed to feel that way. You know, that's the way you feel. But is it true? And what, what do I mean by that? Is, did I mean to offend you? If I didn't mean to offend you, then what you feel is valid, but it's not true. Because that's not, that wasn't my purpose. That wasn't my point. If I was trying to offend you, then yeah, you're, you're, Feelings are valid and true. <laughs> They're based in in a reality, but I think that's that's what's for us to recognize is that I feel a certain way, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But I need to seek out what is the truth behind it. You know, mm-hmm. is that is there truth to what I'm feeling, or do I need to like reground myself in reality and reframe myself? Um, but not say that I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. <laughs> it's a big deal. And yeah. to go on with that as well is comparing yourself to other other people. I think it's a funny it's a funny joke it's become. I think, but I think it's somewhat harmful. Is the you know why don't you eat your food like the starving kids in Africa? <laughs> you know that's an old time thing that I heard growing up too. You know? <laughs> and it's like you know you're kind of invalidating the way someone feels about something. Um, and like you said, we shouldn't we shouldn't compare ourselves to how someone else is today. We should compare ourselves to how, so, how we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so use the example of someone working 40 hours a week. If that's a big deal for you, then that's great. It doesn't matter if it's a big deal for someone else. <laughs> this is new for you. You weren't doing this yesterday. Right. And I, I think the point that I was trying to make with that statement is um, it gives you some perspective. Because yeah. To me or to anybody who can relate to that, it's like, okay, buddy, like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it is to them. And like we said, it you need to validate it. But and you need to encourage them. But um yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Now, compare <laughs> that, that an experience tenfold, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the God who created everything. Yeah. We're tra- talking about the God who put time into motion. We're talking about the God who has seen the whole history of man, mm-hmm. rise and fall of empires. The the person who, at least in biblical terms, predicted the 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 great kingdoms that would exist. Yeah. Right. The the, the Babylonian Empire, then conquered by the Persians. You know, God God through one of his prophets prophesied Cyrus the Great 
mm-hmm. 140 years before it even happened by name. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And here I am at 10 p.m. Dear God, <laughs> I had a tough day today. <laughs> but that's a big, someone mean, cut me off in traffic. That, that in yeah. of itself is a big deal, you know. So, right. Yeah. Um, you know, predicted the, the or prophesied the Roman Empire, right? Yeah. We're talking about a God who sees things and has has all encompassing knowledge, wisdom, and power. Mm-hmm. And when you think about our standing to a God like that, when we say, yeah, like you said, God, I had a hard day today. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, you know, I... I, I worked I, 40, 41 hours this week. <laughs> I've parted the seas. I've made everything. I've made the cosmos. I've quit creation. I put time into motion. Dimensions, mm-hmm. that's me. I did that. Mm-hmm. But I care about your tough day. Yeah. And it's not sarcasm. It's legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so that's why when you talk about individualism and you talk about mm-hmm. a meaningful relationship with God and being incompatible, right? Mm-hmm. You have to put at the baseline where you stand before your creator. Mm. So, when I said earlier that it doesn't really matter what you think, it's true and it's not. It's true. Because it's true, it's it's a matter of what you think because your thoughts and your emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what's true? God is true. Mm-hmm. God is who he says he is. And despite what a lot of people might tell you, you can't separate God from his words. His words are found in the Bible. If you don't believe in the Bible, if you don't trust the Bible, well, you should look up and, and you should determine how the Bible came to be. You know, it, it wasn't just an overnight decision. It was months and months and years and years of studies and fasting and prayers of thousands of documents that culminated into what we know as the Bible today. And it's through it's through eyewitnesses, falsifiable claims that they could have been falsified, but they haven't been, and mm-hmm. they've been validated time and time and time again. You can't separate God from his words. And you have to be able to acknowledge that God matters, what he says matters, and at the end of the day, that's truth. Mm -hmm. The best thing that we can do as insignificant grains of salt or grains of sand on, on a beach that God has given value to, the best thing that we can do is get in line with what he's saying because... He knows better than us because he made it, and he made us, and so we better get in line with him because when we do that, we are most fulfilled. We are Mm -hmm. flourishing, right? Human flourishing. That happens when we are aligned with what God has created us to be. There's a subjective to that for sure. Mm -hmm. There's also an objective to that. We're made to glorify him. We're We're made to proclaim his name. We're made to use the gifts he's given us to, uh, to and for his glory. Hmm. So, um, that's my that's my soapbox. So you're hitting us from all angles today. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> Individualism incompatible. Why is it incompatible? It's incompatible because <laughs> because <laughs> it's the difference of what do I think versus what God thinks. Mm-hmm. What God thinks matters. What you think is important doesn't ultimately matter. What matters is what God thinks about you, what God thinks of the circumstance, 
And so wherever you stand, whatever you believe, you've got to, one, understand where you stand before him. Two, pray earnestly to him and say, God, what do you think about these things? doesn't matter what I think the Bible is. doesn't matter what I think you are. It matters what you think and what is you. And you know what? God is more than just love. He is. He's righteous. He's holy. That's mm-hmm. the that's the word. God is holy. Mm-hmm. That encompasses love. That encompasses justice. Mm-hmm. It encompasses uh, it, it, strategy. It encompasses any any attribute. Is he is holy, and uh, at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters. And if you really believe that then it's going to change the way you act. It's going to change the way you talk. It's going to change mm-hmm. the way you think about reality. And it yeah. should. It should. It really should. That's my that's my proclamation today. Right on. That's what two years on a debate team does right there. <laughs> no, that was great. I'm sure I have to give him a call out. I'm sure the real Trey would have things to say. But unfortunately, he's not here. Yeah, I, I was a little bummed out by that. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping he could be here, but he's been he's been busy with school. He's studying away. He's a little studying boy, a little studious boy. And and just a, as another as another thing is uh, one of the most common things, especially in in progressive Christianity today, that has that I I need to take note of is people will say God is morally bankrupt. People mm. might say that that God, how dare he? You know. He, he let all this bad stuff happen. People are getting slaughtered. People are drowning. People are, are being lit on fire. How dare he do that? Or how dare he allow this to happen? And again, you've got to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. You've got to put it in perspective because he's not the one broken. We're the ones broken. Mm-hmm. He set things in motion. We didn't. Who has committed treason? We've committed treason. Who has given mercy? He has given mercy. Mm-hmm. Who is unmerciful? Man. Who uh, who who made the decision to to go against the the commands of God? Man. Yeah. You have to understand that because if you don't understand that, you're going to live your life thinking that God owes you. And that's dangerous, mm. especially considering your position before God. Yeah. You have to understand that he has done nothing but tried to help us. And we have done nothing but committed treason against him. Mm. Yeah, that was something I heard um, someone say recently, which I thought was great. Was The interesting thing about God is he definitely errs on the side of grace and mercy. That's, which is and to that's why people which say is love. to our which is to our favor <laughs> because yeah and i think that's that's where i'm at with it too is recognizing you know where are we in front of god which is what you said you know what i think that's what's important to recognize and that's what i think scripture does a great job of outlining is like this is your position in front of god and this is who god is right. to the best that we can humanly understand him just consider just consider the uh, the kings of the old testament david solomon the children then thereafter mm-hmm. time and time again it was god saying look 
You can choose to serve me, or you can do what you do. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you do that, there are consequences because these are my people, and you can't just do what you think is right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the writing on the wall, this thing has been very important. I've just gone through, uh, this is the, the moment where Cyrus the Great, the Persian Empire, they are they're moving into Babylon. And this is, this is what God prophesied through one of his prophets 140 years before it happened. He prophesied that <laughs> the gates of Babylon, that, that the Babylon would be conquered by, the, by, by Cyrus the Great. Mm-hmm. 140 years before it ever happened, and the gates would not be, and it was a, it was a specific thing. The gates would not be broken. Hmm. Do you know what happened? This is this is the power of God giving giving man the ability to to change the course of life, the course of reality. <laughs> he. Uh, uh, God says, look, so, okay, so the king at that time, Belshazzar, I believe is his name. Belshazzar is like, yo, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm partying with all my bros and all these gals. And you know what? We, at that, at that time, they, they had a lot of the Jewish uh, um, uh, artifacts from the temple of God that Solomon had built. And so they, they crack open the, their little safe or their little the treasury where they have chalices, right, that were from the temple. God, God's holy temple. They took the chalices and they said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna toast out of this chalice to our gods." Mm. And you know what God did? He wrote with His hand <laughs> on the walls of the wall uh, of mm-hmm. of the temple of the this palace, saying, "Tonight's your last night. <laughs> You're going down." And what was prophesied 140 years ago? Cyrus the Great dug a trench. And it and it brought down the water levels that of the of the river that ran through Babylon, and you know what Cyrus did? He marched his army <laughs> through that channel, didn't break a single gate. The city was conquered in one night. Hmm. Very few casualties, but Belshazzar, I, I, that, that that's his name. I apologize if it's not. Uh, he died because hmm. he threatened and he went up against God. And 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 this is it's it's not just like, oh well you know, Belshazzar wasn't that bad of a guy. He just did something that God, you know, didn't like. Not only that, his dad, Nebuchadnezzar, he went through a whole season of life where he was constantly going against what God said. Mm. God would say through his prophets Daniel to the prophet Daniel saying, mm-hmm. Hey, if you don't do this, this is gonna happen. You know what? Uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what happened? God said, okay, well, you know what's going to happen? You're going to lose your mind. And you're going to you're going to wake up every morning with the dew. You're going to be like a, 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 an animal. An animal, yeah. right? For seven years this happened. For seven years. <sighs> Nebuchadnezzar was out of his mind. And then after that seven years, God gave him back his m- mental state. Mm. And you know what happened? Life transformed. Mm-hmm. He said, I am a new man. The last chapter of Daniel was written by Nebuchadnezzar, and mm. you saw a huge transformation. And his son, who then was the one who God said, this is your last night, he saw the whole thing. He saw the all of Nebuchadnezzar's transition. And he, despite that, decided he's going to serve his own gods in his own way. And the creator of all things said, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> know where you stand before God. Yeah. And so I think 
trying to gather my my brain. I had a thought and it escaped me, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's yeah, that's where we'll end it. We're gonna end it there. We're gonna close the tab on that. It's yeah, recognizing where where you are in front of God, and and it's difficult to do because you got to be honest about it. And I think that's that's the difficulty with it is that we generally as people, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in relationships with ourselves, with other people, with God, um, we tend to overemphasize our input into that, our contribution to that relationship. We tend to put a heavier weight on what we've done and less on what someone else has done. We tend to le- recognize those less. And so I, I would encourage you and challenge you um, to to challenge yourself <laughs> and to really look and say, okay, am I that good? <laughs> you know, am am I am I right? And that's where it goes to the whole idea of, you know, open-mindedness, truth seeker, <laughs> that you would really look at the thoughts that you've had, the thoughts that you think, and say, are those are those true? But don't leave it there. You know, question the norm. Question the people questioning the norm. But don't leave it there at the question. Find the answer and build it back up. You know, that's what I would say with deconstructionism. I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I, I the problem that I have is that where's the reconstruction? You know, build it back up. Find out, okay, maybe this isn't really, maybe this belief that everyone's, this very mainstream that everyone believes, maybe that's not right. Maybe it's not. Maybe that. Maybe it's something different. But okay, find out what it is and build it back up on the principles of who God is. You know, like you said, forget the individual in this case. Find out. Okay, who is God? What does He want? Let's seek to become more like Him, and follow in that path of who He is. Is it truth? Is it righteous? Is it holy? If it is, it's going to be consistent and true no matter what circumstance, in what area you're in. Yeah, and and just a full disclosure, if if Trey if Trey <laughs> hears this and he wants to follow up, I would love that, and I would love to be Me brought too. back on and have him input because I know he's a hardcore con- reconstructionist, and um, well, and the hardcore might be a little extreme. deconstructionist, deconstructionist. So, um, would would definitely like to interact with with him more because he's a good friend. So, and yeah. we we have a good relationship. So, I'm I'm excited to potentially talk to him about this issue. Uh, we love the Trey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'll say too. I recognize even for myself, I'm probably speaking differently than I would if he was here because he's someone that I can read his body language and I would probably phrase things a little bit differently. So <laughs> recognize that. I, I don't think my message would my message wouldn't be different, but the words I use would probably be a little different. So we love you, Trey. We love uh I don't know. I love doing this. I enjoy just these conversations of walking through ideas and like I call myself often I love finding truth I love seeking what is righteous and what is holy doesn't mean I do it well all the time because most times I don't but I want to (laughs) and I hope that you all want to as well just like me in the stock market you know it's (laughs) it's a fail forward kind of thing (laughs) so low by high (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Do you have any closing thoughts? I've given it. Because I think you've given some great ones. Well, I hope so. I hope everyone agrees. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening or watching or however you're getting this information. And remember, you could learn what an Irish car bomb is, or if you already know what it is, 
you could watch uh, us take one. Watch us take one <laughs> for the low low of a Patreon uh, subscription. Just pennies on the dollar times three hundred <laughs> at the, at the lowest cost. But no pressure. No pressure. But, but lots but of pressure. A little bit of pressure. It's <laughs> just a lot. <laughs> just open those wallets like we're opening our hearts, yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. wide and clear. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash tipsytheology. We've got some great stuff we're offering you guys there. And if you just want general updates, you want to be part of the conversation, <laughs> you want to give us some comments, we're always open for that. Check us out on Instagram. And I do want to know what people think. Tipsy underscore theology. Tell us what to know what you guys think. Yeah, please. Please. Give yeah. us some thoughts. We love, we love hearing feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Um, so... Please reach out to us. Let us know what you think. You know, ask a question. Maybe pose a rebuttal, and we wanna we wanna address it. We wanna we wanna read what you have, and we wanna go through it because we're all doing life together. But anyway, thank you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>